Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? Matt What's and Christy up? are back for episode number four of season three of the podcast, Leader Talks with the MYC. Oh, yeah. We are here, and we're excited here to be back with you. You know, last week was super fun, Christy. We started um, this series that we're going through called Establishing Your Legacy, and and really is getting behind the idea of how do we want to be remembered at the end of our life. Um, and we talked about how that is not going to be determined on the last day of our life. That's not going to be determined in the last week of our life. It's probably not even going to be determined in the last year of our life. Just the culmination of all the choices, the decisions, and everything that we do leading up until that moment. And so we looked at a passage of scripture um, in Proverbs 4 verse 23. It says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. And that deals with the heart, the soul, the mind, and our thoughts. Uh, and, And basically we're like, you know what, we're going to take this statement from a poster in the 90s that comes from an ancient Chinese philosopher that says, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your identity. I totally had like a sip of Dr. Pepper before this, and it's like trying to bubble up on me. That is absolutely horrible. Not like that, like trying to, like I can't talk. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Anyway. All those fun things kind of get back into where we're going to through today. Uh, And we talked about biblically, we agree with those things. Like we agree that thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habits, habits become your character, and your character ultimately leads into your destiny slash legacy. Like it's what you leave behind. And so today I'm super pumped because you're really kind of going to dominate the conversation today on thoughts because you're super smarts like that. It's just my favorite topic. Um, Oh no, we're dropping things everywhere. (laughs) Well, I started with one book on thoughts and then it turned to another one and then another one. So three so far, which is not a lot. I know there's a lot more resources and I probably will continue to read about it because it's just, um, the first book was so impactful for me personally. We know our enemy comes to still kill and destroy us. That's a tongue tie, tongue tire. I can't even say that. (laughs) What is happening? And normally right it's steal, kill, and destroy. Steal, how, kill, and destroy. Steal, that's how all of us in the South say it. Yes. Uh, he's coming. <laughs> I was trying to not to say steal, it wrong. Steal, kill, and destroy. Okay, but okay, so he's constantly attacking us. He's the father of lies. So mm. we have to be aware of that. Come on, Pastor. And we wage war in our minds. Mm. So if that happens, it begins all in our thoughts. It does. So it's just a constant thing that all of us have to fight. And I think some of us are more aware of it than others. Um, I know personally, it's my biggest battle is just constantly. If it's not one thing that I'm thinking of, it's going to be another area in which my mind is is thinking negatively and not for me. So as I've grown in that, I've been able to control it better. Mm, that's just, that's so true. And it, like, first off, I'm, a, I'm, you were being incredibly humble when you just said, I've only done like three books on it. You listen to podcasts all the time. Like you are constantly, every time I turn around, it's either a podcast or a YouTube video. You're, you're constantly learning. So please don't just like put yourself down. You are ready for this moment. I'm gonna hit you with five verses real quick, Christy. Okay. Here's what the Bible says about our thinking. Proverbs 23, seven says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
found in our King James Version. Romans 12, 2 in the ESV says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, right? So we go to Philippians 4, 8. It says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things things. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to what? To obey Christ. Joshua 1.8 says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. That is so good. And then Psalm 1 verses 1 and 2 says, blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. The Bible talks a lot about our thought life. So much. There's so many scriptures. It's all over the Word of God, because it's, um, like we said, it's how we fight. It's how we wage war. And we're responsible to capture those thoughts and make them obedient. And I grew up in church. I heard all my life, you know, capture your thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. But I thought, but how? Like when some thoughts are so overwhelming and it's it's hard to pull yourself out of those or you don't even really recognize that they're happening because they're so subconscious. And I could talk about it forever, but I made a few notes so that I won't take all of your day talking about this, but these are three books I want to highlight that have really helped me. The first one that I read was Caroline Leaf's Think, Learn, and Succeed, and it's very science-based, but she's a Christian. She's a doctor. She got big brain. Neuroscientist. Um, She's brilliant, and honestly, the last section of the book, she even says, you don't have to necessarily read all of this, but I want to lay out all the science for you of how this works, and I listened to it on the audiobook for that section because it was very intense and I could not fully grasp it, but it's all there. It's all proof. But the first part is more practical. She talks about mindsets. It's a great, great resource. It was the first thing that really helped me. Secondly, I read um, Jenny Allen's Get Out of Your Head. It's much more biblical and church focused. Um, I took our women in Starkville through a small group on this. They loved it. It's a great book. Jenny Allen's resource, um, of course, you know, she does women's ministry types of things, but the book is really good. Even if you're not a woman, it's a great resource. Thirdly, I just finished Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Rochelle, and I think this one's probably been my favorite. Just a great mixture of the science and practical. Um, Everyone loves Craig Rochelle. He's a great leader, great communicator. So um, if you started with one, I would probably say check out his book. It's just very um, simplified, lots of practical things. So a couple of practical takeaways that I've gotten from these books. The first, and I think probably the greatest, if you find yourself in funks all the time, it's just gratitude. Like look around you, at least three things that you can name that are great about your life. Or even something small, like um, one of our coworkers just walked in the room right before we started recording and she gave us chocolate. That's awesome. That is how you win me over in every (laughs) circumstance. It doesn't matter. Chocolate for the win, especially dark chocolate. 
Right. So what what are some small things about your day? Just focusing on the good of your day can really pull you out of some negative thoughts and funks. But secondly, um, I think all three of these books that I've read have a different method of doing this, but basically it comes down to putting it on paper. What are you thinking and why? Like you're in a funk. Okay, why? Why are you in a funk? Really define it. What's going on in your head that's got you down? And so maybe you could label it, you're feeling funky because you feel lonely. Why are you feeling lonely? You feel like you need to withdraw. Well, really, it comes down to this one thought. I don't think anybody really cares about me. No one really loves me. And then when you name that thought and you put it on paper, usually you look at that and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not true. Because um, like we just said, Mandy just walked in the room and gave us chocolate. And Thank you, Mandy, Mandy cares about us. She cares about me. And I have a friend that reached out to me yesterday and was like, hey, what's going on in your life? How can I pray for you today? I'm just thinking about you. And then, you know, you have your family that loves you and you're not alone. You're really not alone. That's a stupid thought. And just just looking at it and and realizing how off that thought is is enough to pull you right on out of it. It's it's really incredible. So I encourage you if you if you're really struggling with your thoughts, start naming them and then of course, take the you can take God's word and speak truth over your life at the same time. But sometimes just n- labeling that thought, really naming it is enough to help pull you out of it. Um there's a lot of really cool practical things in these books. Um all of them talk about lenses, which are cognitive biases would be the science word for it. But we um, see our lives through certain lenses. And a beautiful example of this, this was in Craig Groeschel's book, is two men are going to walk into a party and one of them looks at the other and he says, oh, hey, by the way, man, I just want to warn you, everyone here hates you and they think you're a loser. And so the guy walks in and the host doesn't take his coat and he knows why. It's because everybody thinks he's a loser. And those girls that are over there whispering, oh, he knows what they're talking about. It's him. And so he goes through this whole party with this lens of everyone hates me. And he starts seeing evidence that everyone hates him. And it it further proves this belief. And then when they leave the party, his buddy's like, hey, man, I hope you didn't believe that. You know, I was just picking with you, right? And it affected his life as if it was true because he believed it was true. And, and just coming to terms with realizing that our thoughts, even if they're not true, can impact our lives as if they are true. Guys, that, that just blows my mind. And there's also so many cool science things I, I just nerd out over. Um, but it's so neat to me how science can prove God and, and everything that we read in the Word, that it's so true and so practical. One thing, um, this is also in Craig Rochelle's book, uh, but it came from Caroline Leaf. 12 minutes of prayer for eight weeks can physically change the structure of your brain. And you can see that on a brain scan. That to me is just so incredible and mind blowing that God has the power to transform our thoughts, to transform our minds. And he doesn't just leave it in the word as a big mystery, but there are people that have studied the brain that can teach you practical ways that you can pull yourself out of negative thoughts, that you can control your mind, that you can change the structure of your physical brain. It's really amazing. So make sure you take some time. If you're struggling with this, check out these resources. I really believe they can change your life. I know they've changed mine for the good in so many ways. What I really love about that is being able to, to honestly say, I found something that seems this way. They're looking at me because I know they don't like me or or getting those evidences that we feel support that thought or that view that we have about ourselves or others. 
and being able to say, you know what, that could be a cognitive bias in there and it could not be true. So take a step back, take a deep breath and then really figure out what's going on. Maybe the lady didn't take the coat because she was busy and she forgot. Yes. Maybe the girls at the table were having a bad day and they were talking about just the issues that they're facing. And so it's important not only for our thoughts of how we view ourselves, but also how we view others. Yes. Because just how thoughts turn to words, turn to actions, turn to habits, turn to character, how we think about someone else will determine what we say about them, how we treat them, and how we get into this into our character uh, about them are we gonna not like them because of how they look because of how they talk because of how they act do or because we, they remind you of someone that you knew before and it's they're and not surely even anything like that. it's the same it has to be the same and one thing that's really cool too about cognitive biases that's in this is in craig rochelle's book um he said it, our brains kind of form a pathway so we we pick up information that supports our thought and we discard information that does not support that thought so let's say you believe that this one person hated you and they brought you something nice, which would prove that they don't hate you, but you are like, oh, they're just doing that to try to make it better, you know? And and you have this whole imaginary storyline going on that's based off of things that are quote unquote true because they happened, but it's the lens that you're choosing to view the truth in. So just becoming aware of that is so huge. I love it. I love it. So guys, we've talked a lot today about thoughts and how to continue to control your thinking and not only how you think about yourself, but how you think about others. Here's the deal. It's going to be a lot of information over the next few weeks. We have all of our notes, all the resources, all the books, all the podcasts, everything that you need on our website at the nyc.org. You can go there, go through the resources, find the Dropbox link. You can even find it in the description of this podcast now. Just to take you over to that, download it, go over it again, challenge yourself grow yourself think about these things now because it will literally impact how you are remembered forever life doesn't end when we pass away our legacy goes on what is your legacy going to be and your legacy starts with how you think because that will determine how you speak which will determine how you act so on and so forth we love you guys what an honor it is for us to partner with you to help leave some incredible legacies all around the state of mississippi the united states and the world Truly believe the best is yet to come for everybody. So stay tuned, continue to subscribe, be a part of our NYC family. It is absolutely incredible what is taking place. Next week, we're coming back with words. And do we have some words for words? Enough words in one sentence for today. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll see you next week.